Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. None of us have to be reminded that we are living in a challenging time. Literally and figuratively, we are living in a world that is on fire. And we have to face this. We have to deal with it. We have to overcome. We have to win. And the only way to do it is with a battle plan. We have to know what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and we have to get about the business of making that happen. The theme for our battle plan, I think, is both in a literal way happening right now in California and happens all the time when there are forest fires. We need to fight fire with fire. Now, you know what that means. That means that in the, in the fire situation, when a fire is raging, those who are fighting it will go on past the direction where it is going and start another fire to burn against it, taking out the kindling that would keep that fire moving. And so you fight fire with fire. Of course, the world is in a search right now for a vaccine to fight the literal virus with a virus to figure out how to stop its progression. And while those fires out west are terrible, and while the virus physically is affecting so many people, that is, those are not the two greatest struggles that we face. And in this time, we dare not get lost in the mentality that says our battle is against COVID. Our battle is against unrest. Our battle is against the elements. No. As bad as they are, those are not our main battles. Our battle is against Satan who is actively using all of these things to affect us spiritually. You know it and I know it. There's a great loss of spirituality in the world and we are on the precipice of a transition again where because of everything that's happening in the world, there will be people who will blame God 
And they will turn their attentions to blaming him and pulling away from him and not being as dedicated as they should because of that. That is our fight. That is our problem. And that's where we need a battle plan. We need a pandemic to fight the one we are currently dealing with. Let me give you three thoughts. These three words that I gave you earlier, I want you to consider with me as we think about this beneficial pandemic for the kingdom. As Paul wrote to Timothy in the text that was read, he said in verse 8, though he had heard of Paul, from Paul, he heard about the faith. He heard about the things that Jesus Christ wanted them to know. I want to suggest to you that Christianity is the pandemic, the beneficial pandemic that Jesus offered to the world as his final words before departing. It was Jesus who said to his disciples after his resurrection, and he was there on the mount about to be ascended back to the Father. He said, you go into the world and you make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of this world. It was Mark who recorded the essence of it also in Mark chapter 16. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be lost. Jesus understood the pandemic of sin. He understood how Satan operates. And he said, the pandemic we need to fight it is the gospel message that I have lived in your presence. And it doesn't matter what Satan does. It doesn't matter what the elements of the world do. It doesn't matter what people do in their rebellion and in their chaos and in their protest. What matters is, what are we going to do with the gospel that we have to fight all of those things? There's not a one of us who doesn't understand the concept. If there were more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, this world would be a better place. 
Every one of us knows that those ideas are lost in the midst of all of those things because people are only concerned about themselves and the moment. But those items we call the fruit of the Spirit are a part of that gospel message that Jesus said should go into all the world because Christianity is the pandemic that fights fire with fire. It's frustrating to me because the thing that I do all of my time, and David obviously can, can say this for sure, is trying to study the Bible with people and contact with people. And that's just difficult to do right now. But it doesn't matter how difficult it is. It only matters how we try to overcome it. There is material available you can hand to a friend who's in need. And people are hurting. And they need this information. We dare not. allow the pandemics that we face today to divert us from our mission handed down from Jesus himself to preach the gospel to those who are lost. We've had to take some time away from being in this time of assembly. We don't take time away from the mentality of wanting to help those who are lost. Number two, commitment is the pandemic that we need for the kingdom. The world is lost and they need Jesus and therefore they need Christianity. They need the life and the teaching that comes from what God has said through Jesus. But what do we need? What is the pandemic that benefits us? Commitment. During this time, it is difficult to maintain connection. But we need to be committed people. We're committed to observing to one degree or another different levels of commitment concerning how to approach this concept of safety with masks, with distancing, with staying away, with pulling away from things that we've always done, different levels of commitment in all of that. What we need is a commitment of spirituality in the face of it. Because we're living in a dangerous situation. We're living in a dangerous situation because 
this situation has the potential to take away our commitment level to the Lord. Because we're so focused on what's going on. We're so concerned about people who are in trouble. And furthermore, it is so easy just to continue from now on being at home and turning on the TV and being a part of the assembly virtually. It's not wrong. In fact, it's absolutely necessary for some who can't be around all of this. But there's coming a time, brethren, when that is not the primary thing that most of us need to be doing. We need to decide eventually. This assembly has to happen again. Commitment to the Lord will determine, am I going to continue to preach the gospel to those who are lost? Am I going to continue to look forward to the times when we can renew what this church is supposed to be about in all kinds of connections? We need that commitment. Commitment is a dedication to an idea, an activity. What does God say commitment is? Turn, if you will, to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. We'll start at verse 11. And we're going to hear what Paul says is God's definition of commitment. And it sounds a whole lot like the dictionary definition. God says commitment means I am all in. I'm all in. I wonder sometimes in a metaphorical sense, for instance, if there are some marriages that happen with the couple having one foot inside the church building and one foot outside the church building because they're not committed to staying there no matter what. That's what I mean by commitment. I'm all in. Notice what Paul says starting in verse 11. Do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep to be committed is to be fully awake for our salvation is nearer than when we first believed we need to be awake brethren that there is danger all around us that our commitment might be robbed from us. 
that we might be finding ourselves slipping in our spiritual commitment because of the disconnect that this world has forced upon us. We need to be fully awake. Number two, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. We need to be all in, fully away. We're all struggling. I have my battles to fight. You have your battles to fight. And our goal and our desire is to be fully away, cast off. That's what it means to be all in, number three. And let us put on the armor of light. I need to be fully armored. Protection. P-P-E. I need to be armored for the real problem. I need to be armored for the real eternal problem that we face, the sin, the devices, the deception of Satan behind all of this that we're encountering. Armored to avoid, to be protected, to be safe. And in my commitment, I need to be all in. And let us walk properly. I need to be fully attentive. Fully attentive. Walk properly. As in the day, not in revelry and darkness, or drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. I'm really bothered by the mentality change that all of this stuff brings into our lives. I'm tired of the mentality of fear that has gripped this entire world. I'm tired of suspicion. I'm tired of disconnect. I'm tired of anger, doubt. I'm just tired. And I want to be attentive to wherever I can find what is positive and good and right and necessary. And you know where I find that? Two places. Right here. Right here. And the more I'm committed to this, and the more I'm committed to you, the more attentive I can be to the things that really matter. 
but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Fully arrayed with Jesus. I don't know if you're experiencing it the way I am, but I just cannot, and I will say, thankfully, I cannot seem to remember to put my mask on. I get out of my car every time to go to a store and have to turn right around and go back and get a mask. I just... It's just not there for me. It's not here. And I sure don't want to get to the point when we are not required for the masks anymore to long for the fact that I was wearing one. I don't want to get to that. But I don't want to forget to wear Jesus everywhere I go. I might forget my mask. I might not be as socially distant maybe as I need to be because I forget. But if I walk out of my house, if I walk around my house, if I walk in my life without being arrayed with Jesus, now that is a loss from which we may not recover. Committed. The third word I gave you, conviction. Conviction is the symptom of the virus or is, that comes to us through commitment. When we're fighting fire with fire, and we have this commitment to fight back against Satan as he faces us every day. The symptom, how am I going to know if I am symptomatic or asymptomatic? Have you ever in your lifetime used or heard those words as many times as we have in the past six or seven months? Well, I'm going to ask right now. I want you to ask yourself right now, are you symptomatic or asymptomatic in your commitment to the Lord Jesus? Because if you are symptomatic, you know what I'll find? You know what you will find? Conviction. And conviction makes you act. And everything that we do in life, conviction is what drives us to act. Because we think and convicted this way, we act this way. And if we are convicted this way, we act that way. Conviction is the symptom of being committed. It is the virus by name. 
this virus is described for us in Hebrews chapter 10, starting at verse 19. Here is our conviction level. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through his flesh, the veil, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. The symptom of a conviction of commitment is drawing near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having the heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Number two, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hold fast onto your hope in the midst of what seems like a hopeless situation. And number three, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. We have to stir up. We have to stir each other up. We have to stir ourselves up. We have to work up the courage to get out there and to be a part of life without losing ourselves. We have to stir up ourselves to, to stay connected to the Lord and to stay connected to His people. And that's why we get help in this time because together, whether we can spend the quality time one-on-one -on -one that we would like to or not, just being here is inspiring and encouraging and it stirs us up we need a beneficial pandemic the world needs Christianity the Lord's kingdom the church needs commitment and if we have the commitment we will be symptomatic with the conviction that keeps us moving forward. I ask myself while you ask yourself, where are you today? Is the fire raging in your world spiritually? If so, then you can win, you can overcome. Because that's the fire that fights the fires you face every day. But if that fire is going out, if that fire has gone out, you're in trouble. You don't have anything to fight with. 
So if you don't have the fire in your life at all because you've not given yourself to Jesus, submitting to him in baptism, it would be a great time to do it. Or to restoke the fires that are there. Great time now to do it. But absolutely let us leave here, all of us, with a commitment and a conviction that says, I will have the fire in my life to fight the fires outside. If we can help you today, we'd love to talk with you, help you in whatever way we can while we stand and sing together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.